All right, welcome to American Hammers TV. We can review Sunday night, December 29th, 2019, our last show of the decade. Uh, what a decade it's been. Um, before we start, all the things I always talk about, uh, if you go to AmericanHammersTV.us, and uh, there's a link there to buy scarves, fantastic, wonderful claret and blue scarves to say American Hammers TV on them. Please take a look, pick up one of those if you haven't yet. Uh, hey, hey to our buddy Tebow. Chelmsford native, who sent me my nice Chelmsford shirt. He's on uh, at 2 a.m. in the UK. Always a faithful viewer, Tebow. We're glad to have him here. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so check out our website. We're getting a new website put up, too, that Alex yeah, was, and, uh, There's a link there. Oops, got a little feedback there. We're getting a new website, too, that Alex from uh, Mississippi has uh, put up for us. And I don't know if it's ready, completely ready yet. When it is, we'll let you know, because it's way, way better than what I set up. Uh, also, hpv.threadless.com. Uh, if you want to boycott, here's an idea. <laughs> If you want to boycott buying West Ham merchandise because you're upset at the board, all right, as an American supporter, here's how you can do it. Buy your stuff from us. Buy your stuff from us. Go to htv.threadless.com. And I got to say, Vic Singh, who's on Twitter, uh, mentioned us today, and he tweeted out to all his followers, go to htv.threadless.com and buy your stuff uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to boycott spending money with West Ham. And I think it's a fantastic idea, superb idea. Support us, not the club. <laughs> so, uh Take a look at what we've got. Every every type of merchandise you can imagine with West Ham logos, show logos, all sorts of things on it. So uh, anyway, um, so tonight uh, for our last show of the decade, I thought we could talk about uh, the type of uh, shin guards the players wear. Uh, this is a big concern to me. No, just, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't know if anybody thought that was funny. Uh, tonight we're talking about uh, David Moyes. Public Enemy used to have a song called Bring the Noise. Well, tonight we're going to bring, we're going to bring the Moyes, uh, and everybody's very excited about it because the man just inspires passion. He really does. He, he's just he sets me aflame. Um, I don't think we have to have a whole lot of structure to this show. I think we're just going to let people go, uh, and I'm going to get started with Charlie because he was on fire right before we got started, on fire. So back home in Brooklyn, New York, uh, Charlie, give us your your thoughts on uh, on West Ham and David Moyes. Go for it. I give, give you. The, I, I give I you the dots. Hold on, let me echo on your phone. Hold on a second. I told him to wait until we started to get his rant going. Hold on, I'm at going. Oh, you're All right. right. All right, you know what? You know what? Said, we'll come back to you, okay? I uh, know. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm still at going. <laughs> That's because you're. Uh, I know I'm not. You know what it was? It was a Russian bot trying to interfere. And, and try to cut me off. But guess what? Yeah, Moyes hired him, but it's not going to work. <laughs> it's good. Charlie two times. Yeah, Charlie two times. Maybe three. Maybe three times. Okay, it was a cheap. It was a cheap deal, just like the first time. Okay, the first time when we when we hired him, right? Brought him on. Nobody was going to hire this mook bastard. Okay, because how he he just got Sunderland regulated. Go ask Sunderland. Well, oh, you can't act because guess what? They ain't in the fucking Premier League no more, right? He killed them dead, and they're not coming back. Who knows when, all right? And he told that lady reporter, no class. All she said was, hey, do you feel pressure because the owner is in it? He's like, hey, if you talk like that, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smack you. I'll give you a slap. I don't care if you're one. So nobody was going to hire that bastard in the Premier League ever again, okay? Nobody was going to hire him for how he talked to that lady. Cameras on, cameras off, and I don't want to hear no shit about no banter. You talk, you tell a lady you're gonna give her a slap and tell her to be careful and watch out. Listen, 
You get no respect from me. I'll give him a fucking slap. And I don't want to hear this bullshit that he kept us up. All right. He's not the fucking Viagra of football. It ain't fucking happening. There was three goddamn teams worse than us. That was it. There was guys on that team that had heart, that had fight. And you know what? We was about three fucking games from being shit canned. Don't tell me because we were better than West Brom and Stoke. Get the fuck out of here. He lost the shit ass teams. He put 17 fucking guys in front of the goal. Listen, it was a cheap appointment. Nobody was going to hire him. And don't tell me they brought him in to save us because his job that he just got fucked off at, he re- he had him relegated. He killed him dead. He I- killed him fucking dead. That is no respect. And then and, and Karen Brady, what I tell you, when, when she released, as soon as they beat Chelsea, oh, we're 100% behind Pellegrini. And I said, you watch. She's going to be the bitch that fucking fires him whenever the game comes. And she was right after the game. So what happened on November 20th when you did the little propaganda? Huh? I'm not fucking having it. People, why are they protesting? My cousins was out there today and anybody got some problem with it. Guess what? You come see us. All right. Because, listen, I'm glad they. if I was across the pond, I would have been out there and I would have been wrecking the fucking shop talking about sticking a flag in the center field. I'm going to stick the flag up his ass. Bullshit. This is a shit fucking. Listen, it was cheap. It was cheap. He could have brought in. He could. They could have brought in fucking Hayden Mullins on a oh, finished end of the year. They could have got uh, anybody caretaker coach. And then we're going to recharge the buttons. And if people don't understand what 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 the fucking thing is about, let me tell you what it's about. This shit was passed to, from my grandfather to my father, to my cousins, to me. And we've been spending money and they've been all listen. And they fucked off our thing and they said, oh, it's because, you know, we're going to be this big fucking blah, blah, blah. And you know what? They just lied. They just lied because they put the cheap, easy way out. And not only that, it's the bad business. Now they got Muko fucking David Moyes telling them what contract he wants because they're too stupid to run a fucking business. So he gives them the demand. He's like, no, you motherfuckers are going to give me 18 months. And they couldn't say no. How fucking stupid do we look? And there's people. Why are people upset? Shut the fuck up. How about that? That's why we're upset. That's why we're upset, you fucking posh boys. Maybe you ain't been around long enough. Maybe you ain't had the fucking heart pain and all that. They gave away our fucking thing, okay? And, you know, I'm different because my family comes from there. My dad comes from there, okay? They gave it the... We could have built a new state. We could have added shit to where the fuck we was at. We could have added. They fucking lied. They fucking lied. I'm, I'm, ah, God, I'm gonna have a fucking stroke. I'm gonna have a stroke. <laughs> fuck David Moyes. That's why he's here. And fuck the board too. And fuck Karen fucking cunt Brady. <laughs> That's why she was brought in here because she's a politician and she just smooched right up to the ass of the other politicians to get us in the fucking Epcot Center. And that's what it is. It's bourgeoisie, a bunch of mother. Oh, sit down. Oh, blah. fuck that place. Fuck <laughs> that place. Oh, man. If you missed church this morning, and you probably did. You just got your preaching for Sunday right there. Right. That was your preaching for Sunday right there. That was tell, that was amazing. Tell uh, how you really feel, bro. I got so excited about hearing Charlie go off that I forgot to introduce everybody else on the show. So that was Charlie from Brooklyn, who's back home in Brooklyn, you couldn't tell, in full form. Uh, we got Liam from Fresno and our friend John from uh, Philadelphia, host of uh, Friday Night Likes, which people say is our most popular show. I'm not sure about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
That's okay. It's my favorite. I heard it. It's almost hitting Week in Review. I heard it's almost there. It's the most popular show other than Week in Review. Week in Review is uh, is pretty strong. I got to tell you. Anyway, um, we love Friday Night Lights. So it's a great show. Uh, yeah. So that's Charlie's take on David Moyes not sparing a lot of words. Who wants to follow that? Who wants to jump in? Who, which one of you guys wants to give us what you think about? I don't remember the question. Well, there wasn't really a question. It was more just it like. Was just- what it was go off, young blood. That's what it was. Well, okay, we'll, we'll it was. We'll Sorry for the swears, kids. We'll get to questions in a minute, but just I want to open the floor and just say, give us your top of mind thoughts on the David Moyes appointment. Uh, John, why don't you go? Uh, how do you follow that, first of all? Well, you uh, don't. That's why I'm making you do it. Yeah, you know, Charlie, 99% of what you say I agree with. I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with it, but I'm also not necessarily surprised by it if you guys know what i mean i mean we're looking at a board that i've said it before is trying to mike ashley us to death that's what they're doing as long as we finish 17th and above that's all they care about that's all they're ever going to care about that's why we're not doing cup runs that's why we have no ambition and i mentioned on the show earlier you know i did put my hands up probably a year and a half ago when they brought pellegrini in and they actually shut up and i thought we were moving in the in the right direction but instead, it seems like instead of shutting up, all they did was go on radio silence and bring the conversation from the public to the private and have it filtered out through whatever fucking channels they have to filter other shit out, to undermine people, to do things the way they want to do things, to take credit for everything that that happens that happens to be good and to uh, get rid of any blame at the same time. So, I mean, that's who we're dealing with. I, I don't I don't I don't care. David Moyes, I don't care. Who else are we going to get? I don't think there was an opportunity for us to get anybody probably better than him. I think he's been brought in to keep us up from relegation. I think if that's the criteria, then who I want is probably Sam Allardyce, sadly. Yes. Um, But it is what it is. And the man's going to hopefully get us 1.2, 1.3 points per game and get us over 40 points by the end of the season, keep us up. And then with a contract that's a year and a half long, Maybe they can reevaluate in the summer. And the most banterish West Ham thing to do would be to fire him again, say he's not ambitious enough and not good enough. And that's probably what will happen. The thought did cross my mind about that. Uh, Liam, what do you think? Look, man, I mean, I know they talked about some of the 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 win ratio stats earlier when uh, when when John was on with with uh, Tim and 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 Steve, but you know, and and Ray as well. But I mean, you look at it, and it's like if you compare us under david moyes like that's zola and grant statistics and who the fuck was happy when we were underneath their tutelage you know i mean it's i don't think it's even zola played attacking football at least but 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 here's the thing it's okay to play attacking football but if your win percentage isn't there you're still not Right, when Moyes doesn't manager. play attacking football, that's what I'm saying. Zola did, Moyes doesn't. Yeah. True, true, true. And but I think that that's that's where we run into the 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 ongoing issue with this. And this is something I brought up when I was still on the Pellegrini in boat was who do you have to replace them? Like, yeah, you can boot Pellegrini out, but if who you bring in isn't going to inspire, isn't going to motivate, isn't going to create that passion in our in our players, then do, what was the point? You know, now we're bringing in fucking 18 months ago we're bringing back the exact same shithole that we had stepped out of and they're doing it on a way that makes it seem like oh well we we tried the pellegrini experiment we listened to the to the fans and this is what you wanted but look at well we're no better off so we're gonna go back to to who we wanted because that's what makes more sense get the fuck out of here it's 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 this it's a it's a stall task tactic 
by this board to try to get themselves to 2021 when they can try to upsell this club and do it in a way that they don't have to pay any, uh, 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 they don't have to pay out any profits. I mean, I'm sure everybody saw the article that had come out, um, uh, the H list, and it was, it, it basically extols this whole theory behind the fact that this this has been an ongoing stall tactic that it does not matter if we finish 17th it does not matter if we finish 9th the board still makes the money that the board makes it has no bearing what sort of anguish what sort of pain it causes the supporters because even if it filters out us diehards they're still going to have the tourists they're still going to have the people that come through for West Ham fucking coffee give me a break this what, this, what is that what's coffee what's that this, this is there's the fucking coffee shop that karen brady's trying to push this this <laughs> there's this whole commercial side of the business that especially over here in the states like we're not privy to because we're not over there at london stadium week in and week out having this shit shoved in our face and now we are at the point that this has this has become a frustration this has become something where i know people that don't even look forward to watching the games even when it's a 9.30 game, people are like, meh, ah, I'll catch the highlights. I'll watch 15 minutes of highlights and be less pissed. And it's it's heartbreaking for me because I have been that person that, I think all of us, we've been those people that didn't matter if it was a 4 a.m., 9.30, 7.30, did not matter. We were going to be up. We were going to be supporting our boys. And it's getting, it's it's gotten to the point where I will continue to support the club because it's the club that I love and I've always loved them and I always will love them regardless of what happens. But this board has given all of us the middle finger. And as Charlie boy said, the people that are standing outside London stadium, the ones that are chanting, the ones that are letting the board know exactly how they feel that needs to continue. And it needs to continue until we get an appointment of a manager of what we were promised when we had to move out of Upton park. And until I see that the board can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's not really much I can add to any of that. Um, <clears throat> you know, what I said on social media early today, early today, and the way I really feel about it personally is, I would take David Moyes for the rest of the season to keep us up or Sam Allardyce. I'd really rather have Sam Allardyce for that purpose. Bring him in for six months. Tell him, do what you do, Sam, keep us up. I know nobody likes it, but the whole point is you're not bringing him in and saying he's the future. You're bringing him in and saying he's a stopgap. If they had brought Moyes in and said, we keep him until May to keep us up, organize the team, get Pellegrini out of there. who obviously has some sort of weird toxic presence. Fine. That's fine. I, I really don't mind an experienced manager for six months. Then we come in uh, in the summer and we say, all right, let's look at who's out there. You know, let's look at a let's look at a real long-term appointment we're going to bring in for two years or three years. The problem I have two two problems that I have more than any other. One, it's an eighteen-month appointment, which seems ridiculous because again, uh, he's not he's not going to bring us into the future. He's just going to tread water, if that. Uh, two, this is the most tone-deaf appointment I think I've ever seen from an ownership in sports ever. I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, no, it's pretty close to it. I mean, there's some been bits of bad coaching hires in American sports over the years, but um, I mean, the fact that the fan, the club had already kicked him aside once, the fact that the fans clearly did not want him back made it very clear in every possible medium, you know, on social media, in the ground, everywhere, everywhere, that they didn't want him back. Right? I mean, this was not a big secret. The fact that uh, that he was as going to be unpopular and and uh, and not just controversial, but sort of, uh, I don't know, unsupported, I guess, the minute they appointed him. And they did it anyway. They did it anyway. I mean, that is just that, – that I, I just am staggered by how tone deaf that is. I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm not because I shouldn't be with this board. 
but it's just it's 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 an absolute like it's an absolute middle finger it's a two finger salute to the uk it's a kick to the balls it really is and it's just there's an arrogance to it a staggering arrogance to it like we can do whatever we want because we own the club we don't care what you think that's really what bothers me the most i don't blame david Moyes. all right i don't have a problem with david Moyes taking a job going in and saying if i'm gonna take this job i'm gonna negotiate a salary and, and terms that are that are favorable for me I have no problem with David Moyes as a person or what he did. I don't want him as our manager long-term, but I don't have a problem with what he did. He did what any of us would do. He went and he, di- he dictated terms for a job. That That's that's normal. To me, it all comes down. It all comes down to the board. It all comes down to the board saying basically, yeah, we're not listening. We don't care. We're bringing this guy back because – and the thing is – Clearly, they were going to bring him back. He was announced like 10 minutes after they sacked Pellegrini. You know what I mean? There wasn't even enough time to have. I was hoping to come on tonight. I wore my Scott Parker shirt. You know, I wanted to come on tonight and talk about who he wanted as manager. But it's yeah. uh, it's 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 done. It's a done deal. I'm sit- I'm driving back from Maine today. Well, not driving. My wife was driving, but I'm I'm on the car coming back from Maine today. I'm looking through social media. It's done. It's done deal. Just like that. You know. So clearly, this was this was a fait accompli on their part. Well, don't you think? The, the, the frustrating thing, especially anybody that's a fan of the U.S. men's national team, is it echoes very similar to the appointment of Greg Berhalter, where yes. there was no other names floated. It was pretty oh. much from the onset that it was it was Triple G, and they weren't really going to interview anybody else, and this kind of feels like the same thing. Um, Charlie and I were going back and forth thinking that Kovac would have been a perfect fit. I mean, a hungry manager had seen success in in the Bundesliga, bringing up a team that was facing relegation, being yeah. able to bring them to back to back title um, uh, finals, and then uh, being able to move on to Bayern Munich. Like we had other yeah. options, and it, he it took almost seemed the like they didn't too. pursue it. He, he was never an option. Too. You guys think he was seriously an option? He was no, never an option. No, 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 John. Well, that, this is this is what I'm saying is that it's it's not that. It's not that he is or isn't an option, is it doesn't feel like they even pursue it. And that ties back into what I was saying before is that we were promised that this new stadium was going to bring top level players and this was going to bring top level talent managers. And we're not seeing that. Well, you, so don't that, like that's where you don't like you don't like Carlos Sanchez and you're starting eleven? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Man, when he started the other day, whoo. you don't know, like you don't know, like Roberto? Anyway. I tingles. No, no, I but John, I think your point is good. I mean, we have to think about who's gonna come in and and, and work for these clowns. I mean, this is a toxic situation. No self-respecting manager is going to work for this board. Everything that we say is only because we've seen information that's become public. Right. That's a closed community, the football community. That's as closed as politics. That's as closed as, I don't know, the auto industry. You know, there's only a certain amount of people that are involved in that industry. And they all know each other. They all run in the same circles. They all know what are each other like. There's a huge rumor mill behind the scenes that we're not seeing, first of all. The things that are said about those guys are probably twice as bad in the behind-the-scenes shit as they are in the stuff that's in public. Who the hell wants to work for them? And and I can tell you, I mean, they've embarrassed us over and over and over again with the dealings they had, trying to sign the Portuguese players, I don't remember, where... You know, they were offering installments of payments of like five million pounds per per uh, quarter or something ridiculous like that. Trying to put players on layaway. Oh, right. Ridiculous. Look, David Moyes has a one point, what is it, one, uh, one and a half year contract because the last contract he got was a six month contract. No. Right. But, but was, well, the rumors were he was looking for two and a half years. So, I mean, if anything, we can at least take it as a positive that it was yes. only a year and a half. I you know? yes. Two and a half years bothered me a lot. A year and a half bothered me, but not as he much. Shouldn't have, how now he shouldn't have got the first contract? 
we were okay. Remember, we was what 18th. It was in November. He was there's bringing him in. Oh, because we want to get uh, we don't want to be relegated. So who did they bring in? A guy that just got a fucking team relegated at Sunderland. <laughs> so don't tell me it was because he has some coaching genius, okay? Because it wasn't. Period. Period. And people say, I, I respect. I have no respect for a guy that tells a female reporter that he was he's going to give her a slap. No, and no, problem. nobody was gonna hire that son of a bitch. Listen, yeah. after he after he got us to what thirteenth, our team fought and got there. Right? Okay. After he saved us, how come nobody wanted to hire him in the English Premier League? Then why? Because you know what? They have class. They have respect. Okay. They wasn't even gonna bring him in, and I think it's disgusting that this mook bastard is even on the side of a pitch because he couldn't handle a lady asking him, "Uh, do you feel pressure?" That the owner is at the stadium watching the game today. That's a question that you get when you're being in relegation, which he oh, was at Sunderland. Yep. And I'll tell you something else, Charlie. I believe, and you, you bring up a this good point. This is fucking crazy. I think in this country, I think if he said that to a reporter in this country, he'd have been sacked and he'd never been hired again. I, I really believe that. I think I think right now with the, the Me Too movement and other things we have happening over here, uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, you've seen this happen with – you know, NFL players who've been suspended or ejected or whatever it is happens to them. I, I think a, a coach like that, especially when he's not particularly successful, if he said something like that to a, a female reporter here, I, I think he'd be pretty much blackballed and, and probably should be. Uh, he, so he, he was in the UK, except for us. Here we go, schlepping right up. Hey, come on over to us. Come on over to the fucking pawn shop team. I'm oh, surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't fire Pellegrini right before Black Friday. See if they could get a fucking sale on the next coach. <laughs> fucking cheap bastards. Well, and look at it too. Like our last several run of managers, who was the last one that after leaving us got a job in the Premier League? Like who's done it? When's the last time you could think of a manager that after Village well, will be back next season, but he didn't get a Premier League job. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Even even yeah. even Billich went to championship, but I'm yeah. I was trying to think back, man. Like I can't yeah. think of the last time we had a manager that after managing us got picked up by another team. Well, Allardyce got the England gig. Allardyce got the England job for about two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> he was brought here because he was cheap, not to yeah. avoid anything. He was the cheapest option. Yeah. Okay, and he's one of the only ones that would come here that would you know. Period. He barely got out of, out of the jam the first time. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And he lost to fucking teams that were actually relegated. There was no big, big, uh, oh, my God, look at that. I mean, there was eight-plus games where he had three-plus goals, banging them in on them. They wasn't winning. They, yeah. they, they, they skated through. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because I, I think this is all very valid <coughs> stuff that we're talking about. Um. What if you're if you're in West Hampton where you were all West Ham supporters? If you're in in England and you go to every match and you are a season ticket holder, um, what do you do right now? What is your response? How do you let the board know how you feel? What specifically do you? My family was out there. My cousins was out there, and they was singing. All right, I don't know exactly what the hell they were singing or what you know what I'm saying, but they're protesting. And then people said, "Oh, what are they, dude? That's stupid." Hey, whatever. You know what? Maybe it, maybe it ain't in your fucking blood, and it don't go back. It don't go back that long for you. This ain't just some, oh, let's just go hang out and have a good... This shit is fucking serious, okay? And they got rid of our thing. Listen, they promised, especially my people over there, they promised them, we're going to... we're gonna. And what Karen Brady say? She sent a video. This is, like, this is like religion to them. Well, you knocked down our fucking church, bitch. You knocked down the church, 
Okay. And you promised to do all these things. Okay. And they don't even bring Kovach in or anybody that they had this shit planned and they was waiting because they thought the Astonville, whatever we was going to get in that bottom. And it would have been cheaper to sack them. I know that's the fucking truth. I mean, you guys, let's be real. I mean, Pocatino, Kovacs, these guys were not going to come work for these clowns at West Ham. Okay, but they didn't even try to, to do a fucking no. ass. To, they could have even did it like a propaganda, a PR stunt. Hey, well, we brought them in and they said no. Right. Nah, they just said, fuck you guys. We'll just that's do whatever exactly we want. And that's what bothers me the most, Charlie. That's what bothers me the most, is that's exactly what they that, did. That's what I'm, and they bring in Moyes. It's okay, we're going to go forward by going backwards. He barely kept him up. He didn't do no great coaching. He lost to the fucking teams that was actually relegated. Yeah. So, so what do you do? I mean, do you do not, if you're, now for us, it's a little hard. I'll tell you what you do if you're, if you're in the U.S., of course. You buy all your merchandise at htv.threadless.com. That's problem solved right there, right? Don't, don't, don't go to the club. Come to us. No, but seriously, if you're a West Ham supporter, if you're a season ticket holder, what do you do? Do you not go to matches? Do you do a protest march of some sort? Do you get up and Baz Cox on Twitter, uh, really good guy, Baz, friend of ours, had the idea, get up after 10 minutes of, of the Bournemouth match and just walk out? I mean, so that way you're sort of, sort of sending them a message like this is what's going to happen if you continue to, to do business this way. But what what's your what's your tactic at this point? What do you do? What, John, let me go to you because you're you know you 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 live there. You've gone to games there. What would you do right now? I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There is nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And the problem is, well, there's a couple of problems. One of the problems is right here, right? This team means so much to each one of us here. This team means so much to the people in the chat room, the people yeah. that go to the games. It's like unlike any other industry that's out there. Yeah. You would not be able to get fucked over by a healthcare provider, by Coca-Cola, by any other brand the way that a football brand can fuck you over. Because you will come back and come back and come back and still keep love for the team. That's you will true. still have love for it because it's a part of you. And that's the difficult thing is that they've got us between a rock and a hard place when it comes <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to things like this because they know it doesn't matter what they do. West Ham will still be a part of every single one of us. So we're, we're going to be suckers for punishment. We're going we're gonna to keep doing it. Um, the other thing is, is the commercialization of the game. And it's a completely different animal now than it was 20, 30 years ago, where if we all walked out, if nobody showed up at the games anymore, it would actually hit the pockets of, of the owners. There is so much money on the TV side of things, on the branding side of things, that the only way to hit them in the pocket isn't by leaving the stadium. Because ticket sales are what, maybe five percent, seven percent of their overall revenues. I don't know if that even matters anymore. No, I don't so, think it, sure it does either. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think merchandise or tickets actually matter that much. It's all about TV now. And you've already yeah. bought the season ticket. You know what I mean? Like the, right. they got the money. Right. So you right. not going just means it's an empty seed. It doesn't mean that the. the I mean, unless you're buying the overpriced popcorn, it, you're not hitting their pocketbook. Even that, even that, a lot of that money is going to go to the vendors. I mean, that that's that's not. That doesn't buy you players. You know, popcorn sales and merchandise sales don't buy you players. Right. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, the any kind of protest, any kind of walkout, any kind of, you know, uh, stuff How against How about the we board. don't leave the stadium? We just stay there in the seats. Well, that has to just, just, just stay there and because, no, we'll get the media. That's what's going to hurt them. Then we get the media. Then we sing. We dance. We do whatever we got to do peacefully. And don't leave. After the game, don't leave the stadium. We That's ain't going nowhere. Me, this That's is our fucking me. team. Damn, this ain't it. your fucking team. Fuck you, Karen. Fuck we gotta, off. We got to back the team without backing the board. That that 
I don't somebody, know if that's yeah, much of a somebody solution, said you got, I don't got to support no coach, no board, no shit. I support the badge, and I always will. All right, this is passed down to me. This the whole time. When I'm not, there ain't no running. Right. This this is our guys. Whatever. When, what if we just don't leave the stadium? Then it's gonna get media coverage. Yeah. I got some other ideas, but I don't want to. I don't want to fucking say them on here because <laughs> I have hey, I have people inciting a riot. <laughs> inciting a riot. Charlie <laughs> Fawkes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how deep your roots run in Brooklyn, Charlie, <laughs> but I know how Brooklyn works a little bit, and uh, yeah. I think we should like try to avoid getting arrested for uh, Rico. Hey, listen, I don't give a shit about jail. I'll go to jail. You understand what I'm saying? T- I'm t- listening to me. I'm so fucking pissed off that they hired this motherfucker. <laughs> listen, listen, I will listen. Get my sandwich ready because if I see him on Green Street, when I'm hey, listen, and in a month and a half, I'm going over. If I see that motherfucker on Green Street, I'm taking one for the team. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna hurt him real bad, but I'm gonna give him one. Oh, yeah, I promise. We'll bail you out. We'll, bail you out. we'll get together and bail you out if that Since- even exists. In the UK, I don't know how it works over there, but send some money on the other side of the wall, eh, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> our, our new our new product on uh, ahtv.threadless.com will be free Charlie T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, what else are we gonna do here? I mean, what the fuck can we do? I don't know what to do. What else? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Hey, uh, we can't wait for him to have a heart attack because you gotta have a fucking heart to have a heart attack. So you ain't gonna, gonna have no goddamn heart attack. And even when you do that, the kids are going to get it anyways. The kids oh. are going to get this club. If they don't sell it off to somebody else, it gets handed down to John Boy and the, the, the fucking Airhead twins. Like, I I don't well, think yeah, that Liam, 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 tell us, what, what would you do? Liam, you didn't really get to answer the question. What, what would you do? So, as I said before, I think with the the trying to hit them in the pocketbooks, I, I understand the, the idea behind it, the logistics behind it, but it's not – um what was it uh someone in the in the chat was saying that oh christopher was saying that we um sorry for fun me um, this john oh john <laughs> with that pretty with that pretty hair oh yeah i have my admiration and it's true i am too pretty for jail that's true and also true. uh just not a good scene for me anyway sorry go ahead Liam. sorry no but i was saying um but christopher that they had an article that most of it comes from the tv money anyways it's not about the attendance so even if we drop you know, uh, even when we do hit the drop and we go down, uh, it's not going to matter if we only have 20, 30,000 people in the stadium because the, that's not where the money is. The, their biggest pocket hit is going to be relegation because they're not going to have the TV rights that they get with the Premier League. So that's why they bring boys in because they want to stay up. The, the the only way that we can really, really hit them, uh, honestly, is is to just be vocal. I mean, like Charlie said, if you're going to sit in the stadium, you're going to chant. You're going to be active. It has to be more than just this, right? It has to be more than internet cowboys. It can't just be furious rants on Twitter or, or even on here. It has to be the people that are that are, can be there, that can be there in person, that can be present, that can be vocal, that can at least get the board to rethink. Throwing throwing quarters or pennies or whatever at them, it was like 30 coins chucked at, at, uh, at the David's. Yeah. What's that going to do? All you're going to do is injured an old ass man. They're going to be more stuck in their ways and dressed more like Russian mafia. Like it's. Yeah. It's, it's, he looks so, why does he dress like that? He probably picked them up after they hit the floor. He, he probably, honestly, did. honestly. <laughs> <we're> like, <laughs> he did. Like, hey, this is all we need to buy. Moyes. This will be perfect. 30 right, pounds of silver. Moyes and said, here's your first month's salary. Honestly, yeah. well, it was like I saw a video of somebody put like a dildo on the back of David Gold's car, and it's like it's funny, right? Because you're like, ah, he's a dildo salesman. It's, eh, it's funny, but it doesn't do anything, man. Like it's it's funny uh, for the moment, 
but like Charlie said, like this is serious. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna make a difference, yeah. we gotta we gotta try multiple avenues. And I, <laughs> I, I implore everybody to be vocal about it. But uh, my thought is my thought is, and I know this is this is subtle and difficult, maybe even impossible, but my thought is go after the board, right? I mean, because David Moyes, it doesn't really do a lot of good to go after him. Yeah. He's just no, a guy no. with a job, you know? We want him, ultimately, we want him to succeed because we want to stay up, right? We need him to succeed, even though nobody wants him here. Um, and my fear is that people are going to be too, you know, too quick to go after him when, in fact, uh, he's really not the problem. I mean, he's, you know, he's not the solution either, but he's not the problem. The board are the problem. Uh, but as you said, John, I, I mean, they don't listen. They're not going to listen. What are you going to do? You, like force the mass cancellation of millions of Sky Sports subscriptions? Because that's how they make their money anyway. Uh, they don't. They don't make it off of us. I mean, you know, what do I? You know, my, my wife bought three stocking caps, West Ham stocking caps, for Christmas for me and the boys uh, for this year. Yeah, it's great. But if we hadn't bought those, we're still gonna have David Moyes' manager. It doesn't really matter, you know. Um, so let, let's let me ask you this. So, uh, is there anything David Moyes can do? What what, the, what do you think the first other than winning matches? All right, other than winning matches, which is the obvious thing that he's there to do, which we need to do. Um, what could he do in his first, you know, month in charge to give you some level of confidence or at least reduce your, you know, your anger? Um, anything, Charlie, anything David Weiss can do to, to make you think, all right, well, at least he'll be reasonable to the end of the season. I mean, it, I don't like, I don't like him. There ain't nothing. I mean, if I, I need, he, we need a win, right? But what the, what they need to do is get some more guys in here because if they don't get them in those signings, all right, it ain't gonna matter. Because if you ask, this is what I said on Twitter, yeah. right? If you ask Google how to say David Moyes in Spanish, they say Manuel Pellegrini. There's no <laughs> fucking difference. They're putting a silk uh, silk head on a pig. All right, we still got slow guys in the middle of the field. Okay, yeah. we still have no goddamn fullbacks. So what's he gonna do? We still can't cross the ball in. What's he gonna do? He's going to teach guy grown ass men. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, that's all I'm saying is like, what is there? One move is listen. Okay. What if he goes to a three, five, two, does it help? I mean, do you, do you give him a chance because of that? Anything, anything can you do? Anything? No, no, no. I mean, listen, formate these guys, we've tried different formations. Okay. A couple, not the whole season, but the offense still didn't, we just still wasn't banging in goals. We tried two up front. Haller got one. He got one shot in. Okay, we need guys. These guys ain't doing it. I love Snotty. I love Snods. He puts in a shift. But listen, he's falling down on the ball. He's slow. His legs ain't there no more. Okay, I love fucking Noble, but Noble can't play every single game. He, we can't count on him to be young Noble. Okay, and this is a big problem. And and okay, we could do three the three five with make the fullbacks wingbacks. Okay, but Masuaku can't pass the ball. All right, he just can't. And he can't play defense. Fredericks has pace. That's the end of it. Yeah. Zabaleta, listen, he's an old, he's a, he's an old warrior, but it's gone. He had to play back from the line, right? He had to play, and you can't because when you do that, when you do that, okay, you're helping them get on sides. You have to keep the line. You can't just because he's old and slow. Because then the guy's gonna cut through the middle, and there's nothing Diop or Ogbana or anybody could do. Okay, and that game versus Crystal Palace, or um, uh, the game where where he did a little, sp and they walked right through. That yeah. had nothing to do with Pellegrini. 
That had to do with simple footy skills. You follow the man's upper torso. Wherever that goes is where he fucking goes. He got he walked right by uh Declan. Then he, he uh, Balbuena yeah. does Balbuena stabs at the fucking ball. Yep. Okay, yep. this is not schoolyard footy. Well, this is a professional club out here, and Doctor. we're looking like a bunch of fucking Mickeys out there. So, so what's Moyes gonna do? Oh, they need a slap on that. Listen, people saying, "Oh, we're good on paper, are we?" What the fuck does that mean? Because we're shit on the pitch. Yeah, Period. there's a cup. There's a few guys that have it. Defending, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that don't, and some of them it's not skill. It's just because time has passed them. Yeah, and you can't blame that, you know, on them. Um, no, no. I well, listen. You're getting into a lot of stuff that we we know is an issue, and yeah, that second the second Palace goal was just. I mean, I've seen better defending from my my son's, uh, you know, uh, third grade travel team. Honestly, I've seen my son play better than that. Ninetieth uh, minute, they let him walk right in again. Second time this season, again with Palace, yeah. again the same, same player. Same. Uh, anyway, it was, Jordan, it was Jordan Ayew that got the the winner yeah, last time. That's too. who. Who like two and a half million pound Jordan Ayew, whatever it was it called. <sighs> We just signed the um, wrong. We we held on to Andre for too long. We should have gone for Jordan. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna die today on the show, guys. I'm gonna have a fucking <laughs> stroke. If I fall over, just somebody get over Oh Jesus! Well, it's either gonna be here or in an English prison. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> one way or the other, it's maybe the last we see of Charlie. Uh, Liam, anything anything Moise can do right off the bat to give you confidence? I mean, it's tough, right? Because I think we'd all love to see a cup run. I think if we saw him go deep in, in the FA Cup, we would take that as um, a positive out of this, right? Because we knew Pellegrini was not going to prioritize that. So to see Moyes do that, I think would help um, kind of win back maybe some of the goodwill of the uh, uh, of the supporters. But let's be honest, like his priority is going to be keeping us up. So the, the cups are, are, are gone. We might as well forget about those. There's no way that he tries to field the competitive team He's going to try to, you know, let a bunch of the the kids go out and play. The reserves go out and play. It's it's not going to be pretty. Um, we'll probably go out to Gillingham, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I think he'll probably go back to that three five two that he yeah. was that he was playing at the end of last season, um, mostly because he's going to park five. We call it a three five two, but let's be honest, it'll be a five three two. He's going to park five behind the ball, um, yeah. and we're going to try to play a counterattacking. Um, style with absolutely the slowest forward I've ever seen in Sebastian Allaire. So yeah. um, I'll be, I'll be honest. I would, I'd love to see him change it up and do like a three, four, three instead and um, kind of play Antonio between the lines with uh, Allaire and uh, Antonio up top. So there is a little bit more of that attacking presence, especially if the midfield gets pinned back as I expect them to. Um, but I mean, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if he keeps us up job done, um, but then we still have to suffer through another season with him. So I don't know. There's nothing he's going to do. That's going to get me excited about it. Um, but if we start to see some attacking, you know, attractive football, then yeah, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll lighten up on him. but don't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, look, uh, John said it perfectly earlier. I have nothing against David Moyes. Like right. dude saw an opportunity yep. just like any of the rest of us, we would take it. But, um, I just, I'm not thrilled about the, the appointment. So. Yeah, no, I don't think it's him either. I mean, that's the delicate thing. Um, John, any anything Moise can do for you right off the bat? Not what he can do, but what he will do. And that is, we're a team that is so crap right now, and teams that are playing that bad need to get back to the fundamentals. And that's what he will do. He'll yeah. get back to the basics, bring the fundamentals back. He will require 100% commitment from every single player on the pitch. And listen, 
We have good players. We have good players. We have better players than the first time he was here. So if he can get 100% commitment, we'll actually start scoring some goals. Stop playing the high-risk, high-reward offside trap. First of all, get bodies close to strikers. Agreed. Agreed. That's instead been Instead of letting them slip in over the shoulder every time. Yep. And hopefully start looking a little bit tighter at the back. So those are the things he will do. What he could do, that would be revolutionary for me. So how many of us have had a, we've been scorned lovers in the past and have said, you know, if only I knew now what I know then. Not many people get to go and revisit that situation. David Moyes is getting to revisit David Sullivan and David Gold as a scorned lover and come back and hopefully play them like a fiddle. And that's why I hope he does. And with a stronger squad. You compare this squad to what he had 18 months ago and, you know, I'd take this squad. Do you think it's that much better? I mean, is it that much better? I do. Honestly, I don't think that Pellegrini got the best out of the squad, especially with the money that they spent. But let's be honest, if Moyes had stayed in charge during that time, there's no way that that the board would have backed him with the kind of money that they had to back Pellegrini with. I just don't think that Pellegrini could could really play to the strengths. He he had a, a style and tactic formation that he wanted to play and he was trying to, you know, square peg in a round hole with these guys. I think that Moyes will look at the talent that he has, he'll evaluate it the way that a, a manager should and he will play to their strengths. And as we've all been saying for this entire season, I, I, I ultimately think the strengths of this squad are within a, a three-five-two. I mean, the biggest thing for me would be the formation. I agree. Some flexibility with the formations, a recognition that um, the four-one-four-one, four, one, whatever it is, we've been playing four-two-three-one uh, has not been working. Doesn't work. Uh, I, I think that's a start. I think a three-five-two would help. Um, obviously, you know, if if he if we, we get a couple of wins in, uh, I think people will at least start to tolerate him. You know, John and I were talking about this before we started. Our fan base is so bipolar. I mean, we win one match and it's, oh, you know, we're on our way to Europe and I'm mean, the greatest manager ever. We lose a match and it's, you know, oh, we're we're going down and, you know, we're, we're dead as a club. And I mean, I do think we are obviously a real threat to go down this season. There's no question about that. But um, I think Moyes is, uh, you know, walking into a very difficult situation. But, uh, you know, Six points in his first, let's say, three or four games, that help a lot. It would, it would help turn things around quite a bit. Uh, but this is this is a, a real question. I think you know we have we're heading into the January transfer window. He's going to be in charge. Um, I'm looking at the players he brought in, uh, and I don't know. I don't know if this is comprehensive or not. So you guys, let me know if I'm forgetting something here. I'm, I'll share this. Um, let's see. He passed on a lot of good ones. Yeah, well, passed, on Madison, man. passed on Madison, the yeah, donker who pushed our shit in verse Wolves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pa- passed on McGinn. Yeah. So this is really hard to see, and I apologize. It's really small, but um, see, John Mario, man, that was one I wish they had stayed on. Senior and, and Bubbles. He, and oh no, wa- no, he wanted to too, but they just John, they didn't. They didn't yeah, no, John Mario was good. So we know about Hugo, obviously. Let's see if this gets any easier to read if I do this. We know about Hugo, obviously. Uh, John Mario was not a bad player. Fucking didn't have much of a record signing players at West Ham. Do you do you trust him to uh, – I mean, these are the guys he signed over the years by fee. You have Mata. You have Fellaini at Manchester United. Fellaini again at Everton. Uh, Didier Indong. I don't even know if I know who that is. A lot of names on here that are not like – ringing bells for me then he let rooney go to uh man united 
Probably. Although what I don't a think fucking he, genius. What a genius. I don't, I don't know how much choice he had in that, to be fair. I mean, Rudy may have wanted to go. I really don't know. Uh, but you look at this list and it's not like it's not popping out with a lot of super familiar great names here. Yeah. Kevin Morales, I guess, was a pretty good player. Um, what do you guys think? Do you do you do you trust him to sign January players and and you know who would you like to see come in? You really think that they're gonna let him do the signings? This is gonna be Sullivan's January window. This is I don't think they give Moyes much for money, and I I mean I'll be honest, I, I kind of expected this to be Sullivan's chance to bring in the guys that he wants to bring in because now he doesn't have to kowtow to to Hesilios and uh, Pellegrini. So I'll be honest, I don't, I mean, unless, unless uh, Moyes ends up bringing in Fellini because as you pointed out, he likes to bring him into every squad he's got. So. <laughs> he's going to be like Kevin Nolan and Sam Allardyce, although that worked out really well for us. It, so. it did, but where's Fellini right now? China. Oh, I, I think he's in China. He's in yeah. China. Oh, by the way, by the way, let's just talk about China for a second. Can we talk about China for just a second while we're talking about player transfers? A <laughs> 49 million cap. <laughs> a salary cap in China and all of a sudden. For foreign players. All of a sudden, the uh, the Austrian uh, turncoat uh, may not be able to make his money anymore. Um, okay. Theoretically, hypothetically, would you take him back? Uh, I don't know, man. He could put in. He I could don't put think in goals. Would, would you take him back? That's like asking would I take Payet back. Man. Oh, I'll take like, Payet back in a heartbeat. No, no, like, no, no, no. Like, like I'd take him back. Great, great players, top of their top of their game, and like when you really think about where our squad would be if you had that kind of talent tied in with the guys that we got right now. Like, yeah, man, I think we'd be top. So it's my. It'd be like, do you bring back Paul Ince? You know, I, I, I you do it because he's talented, but you got to swallow some pride. You got to eat some crow. So. We're averaging like one goal a game. Fuck, I would, yes. I would take it back. I, I think not even our strength like 20, 21 games and we scored twenty one goals. Yeah, I would take Adovich back and I put him up top with Allaire, and I think right? a lot more production. And the only problem, I don't think it's going to happen. First of all, I don't think it's going to happen. No, but I mean, it's we're going to have to sell some guys too to get some money to spend. But we're gonna we're gonna sell the guys we're gonna lose money on. We're gonna sell Yarmo. We're gonna sell Roberto. If anybody will, uh, you know, open their coin purse. For well, we're gonna have to pay somebody to take Roberto. We're gonna sell a Yeti in all likelihood. I think <laughs> probably. Uh, Fucking a Yeti. We're gonna sell Yarmo. I mean, I can't imagine we hang on to Sanchez. I don't know why we would. Um, that's why we need. A, that's why we need a midfielder. Because if Noble gets a rest, who we're we gonna bring out there? Rock rough and puff and my Afro stuff. That guy's fucking terrible. What was Alan? I kept saying on seeing that on Twitter too. Where they're talking what about- Alan from Napoli? You talking about the Brazilian bull? No, 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 no. Oh, that would have been fucking amazing. That would have been great. Fuck, who was it? I, I, you know, I think honestly, my biggest priority. Maybe this is a question. This is how we should ask the question. Your biggest priority for the January window, because for me, it's fullbacks. It's it's fullbacks. Yeah, I mean, fullbacks in the mid. I think. Yeah. I mid, I agree, but but if I had to pick an absolute top priority, it's it's left back, right back, and I can't really separate between the two. We saw, I mean, Fredericks, I don't think is good enough, but we saw when he was suspended, what happened with Zabaleta, who just got absolutely shredded. He should be in the coaching system. He should not be playing yeah. anymore. He's a mentor, and that's great, but he can't. He can't put. He couldn't. He shouldn't put the shirt on anymore. I thought Cresswell was garbage against uh, Palace. I thought he was awful. He got skinned over and over again. Um, and we know Masuaku has some uh, mobility up the wing, but he's really not a very good defender. Uh, I think we got to have left back, right back first. What do you guys think, uh, John? Why don't we? You haven't talked in a while. Why don't we go to you? We need a center midfielder. We need the core, right? 
or somebody like him. Every, everywhere else, we're serviceable. Everywhere else, we don't necessarily need to spend. We have the talent to stay up if, if that's the aim and the total aim for this year. Then we just need a box-to-box midfielder. All right. Um, fair enough. I think we do. I think I agree with you. I think you're right. Um, what about uh, what about you, Liam? I think we still need a striker, man. Because like, especially if we're going to sell off Yarmo and a Yeti, like we basically have Alaire and Antonio, and that's it. And then we already know Antonio is accident prone. We already know Alaire is good for about 15 minutes. And yeah. then he's jogging around the pitch for the next oh, 45. I'm not impressed. I'm no. not impressed. I know he hadn't gotten service and all that, but he hasn't put out that much effort to me. He doesn't look interested to me at all. Well, he, he strikes me as the kind of guy, which is bizarre, but one that hugs between the center backs and tries to play for the through ball, but then he doesn't have pace to beat the yeah. center back. So it's like, if that's your game, you need to be quicker, at least on the, on the quick step. Right, I'm not expecting yeah. him to be able to make 40-yard dashes, but at least on a quick sprint, he should be able to blow by those defenders. And the dude is just molasses, man. I don't, I don't get it. So you know I, what's I, amazing I about him, Liam, is that he's more like a number ten than he is a number nine. Right? Like you'd almost expect him to be more of a creator, like a chance creator. Yep. But what you guys are saying, like we need that number eight. We need more of that box to box. That person that has the pace. They have the engine. The person we need. Mark Noble ten years ago. Like somebody that can get, no, honestly, up and down no, the pitch do. with, with some sort of pace. Like, I don't know. I, I'd love, I, hate, I almost hate to say it, but we need like an Anatovich or like a Chicharito, somebody that can either battle and put the ball in the back of the net or somebody that's going to poach and can be that guy on the end of a cross. I think this would be a vastly better team if we had Chicha and Alara up front. I think it'd be a whole different, I think it'd been a whole different season already. I really I've do. I've been very angry at the way Alara is not attacked and cross balls. Not that we're putting a whole lot in because oh. for some reason we just stop and play the ball back, backwards and sideways again. Oh, yeah. He's not, you know, he, he's as big as Andy Carroll, but he's not Andy Carroll at all. You know, he's, he's not going to be used in that way. He has put in, to me, very little effort. His first couple of goals, I thought, were were pretty impressive because he did. He made runs. He got on the end of a ball after he made a run and he scored, and that's what I expected from him. And I know our service hasn't been great. I know I, I understand that. I get that. But he's not doing anything to help himself. He's lazy. He's shooting straight to the keeper. He shows no pace. He shows no finishing ability. I, I just, I'm just super disappointed in him, and I've given him a lot of chances, a lot of excuses, but I feel as though now it's time to say it. He looks like a huge disappointment. And he's our, you know, record signing. So, again, uh, not a great, uh, you know, not a great piece of business there. Uh, what about you, Charlie? I, I don't know if I asked you or not. What do you think What do you think we need in January? Mid, center mid. I think we need – I would take two and, and definitely a left back. Because, listen, Masuaku, he's quick. But he, he, he defends – remember the game versus um, Arsenal, Pepe. He, let, he got shredded, shredded. He, he let, he let him come into the box, okay? He could, he could have got in front of him, put the body in front. He let him get on his shooting foot. Not like three times. We lost that game because he let him. You get up in his chest. You let him get on his shooting foot. At least make an effort. You know what I'm saying? This is this is stuff you learn at young. You know what I'm saying? And going forward, I don't even – I think it was uh, versus Wolves. He had like 20, 30 yards. Nobody, and he kicks the ball in the back of the guy's fucking head. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Knocks the guy on the ground, gives him CTE. You know, we we need a fullback, but we definitely need a mid because listen, when Zabaleta he couldn't he couldn't stay with uh Zaha, right? Yeah. So you see you see Noble, Noble's running to try to cover the ground. 
Okay, now listen. When that center mid's covering for uh, um, Zabs, they guess what? That not a, not a middle of the pitch is open. Now they're shooting. Then the formation is broke. And this yep. is how we're getting fucked off. Listen, we're slow in, in the midfield. And, and and Noble cannot play every fucking game. He just can't do it. He's at the point where and everybody was surprised that he was on the bench the last game. We just played Thursday. They're not going to run him out there They're Saturday. Not, possibly run him out again. No, I agree. Everybody was surprised by seven changes. I, I mean, listen, I'm not defending Pellegrini at all. There'd be no point now anyway. But you played the games two days apart. I mean, you have to. And he had no choice. Who else was he going to put? I mean, he could have put Snotty out, but Snotty needed a rest too. He's 33, 30, whatever. And his legs my, are. My problem, my problem is that Sanchez is still with the club at all. I just don't think he should right. be. Listen, he should. I don't even know if he would be good in the MLS. This guy, I don't know if his hair is holding him down or what his problem is. And I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Now, hair is only an asset to footballers. Hair is Dude, a- no, nobody Sanchez, else is paying him 70000 a week like we are. So he ain't going many, anywhere. How many times did he, he was passing it back to the keeper and almost giving it right to him? I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're going to give him a fucking assist. And Noble did it too, and you know I was kind of mad at Noble because Ogbonna checked him. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing that?" And he and he got all, all, all Barney Badcock on him, like, "Oh, don't just say nothing to me. Yeah. I'm Mister Noble." That's a good whoa, whoa, you. you fucking fucked up, buddy. He are called they, you out. You think that you think that played a factor for why all three of them weren't starting this game too? No, though? no, no. I think well, no, no. Well, maybe because Ogbonna, Ogbonna, like I don't, I don't know if I put him in the same age category as I do with like Snodgrass and. And noble, He's even Cress, man. I don't, I, I don't think I would have, I would have still played. I, I would have put through Cress out there instead of Masawaku. But fuck, man, what do I know? I don't think you want to But maybe no. Pellegrini said, "I want out of here." Fuck yeah, this. Right. I'm with Sanchez. You're <laughs> starting. <laughs> he said, "I had enough of this guy." He's like, "This Charlie back. guy's gonna run on the pitch and bash me." I've had enough. I'm done with these fuckers. <laughs> I need to be back with Philly by New Year's. It's yeah. fuck. The cold is setting in. I'm done. Karen Brady's a cunt. Fuck these people. I'm gone. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Now, this is the whole noble thing. Oh, yeah, Cresswell was suspended. I forgot. Oh, that's right. The yellow card. Keep oh, he's, he's right. He's right. Forgot I, did, about I forgot about that. Uh, the whole noble thing, it's get away from Moise for a minute. Noble and Ogbonna going after each other. Now, so are we sure that's what it was about? Ogbonna went to Noble and said, hey, don't be, you know, got to be careful where you pass the ball. Yeah, no, he made a bad pass backwards. That's a right. no-no. That's a, that's a, that's a basic footy. You know what I'm saying? He no, Noble fucked up. He big time. Everybody I knows he did. That. I tell my first graders that. Never and, clean the ball in front of your own goal. Never pass backwards in front of your own goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so Ogbonna was like, you know, giving him the, you know, I don't know exactly what he said, but we could probably guess, hey, bad pass or what are you doing or whatever. And then Noble lost his mind like he was. Uh, think about Noble's reaction because I thought it was. It was too much for a captain in the middle of a match to, to behave. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he it was acting like a fucking one of them girls from the Bronx. He was going fucking nuts. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? I need some hoop earrings. You stepped up take my Louis Vuitton. Yeah, take what, it what, easy, ma. Oh, relax. John, what do you think about it? What do you think about Noble's outburst? It's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's a club captain, you know, probably in the heat at the moment. Him and old Bonner have to sort it out. I'm sure it was all sorted out behind the scenes. And I, I think it probably is a reason why they both sat. Uh, Bonner wasn't even in the squad. For the no, he wasn't. Game. And he's been our best so, player. He's been our best player, I think, all season. Uh, Liam, did you have any thoughts about Noble? I, I was just going to say, I was wondering if it was frustration behind the scenes that's bubbled over. You know what I mean? Like, Because you think about when Noble's on the pitch, he's screaming at people. 
You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's pointing his hand, he's screaming to people to move, and I wonder if he's just getting. I think he's just getting fed up with it. To be honest with you, like yeah, it was it was embarrassing, and I'm a huge huge Noble fan, and yeah. you know it 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 almost pained me to see him get that out of sorts. I'm like, look, man, I know you support Brexit, but you don't need to be coming at the foreigners like that. Like, that's, <laughs> that's jacked up, bro. Like, come on. Settle, asking, settle, your po- settle your politics on your own time. He's asking no, I mean, passport. Yeah. Right? I thought it was unprofessional. For sure. Especially from your before. captain. Yeah, he's 15-year veteran, 16-year veteran, been with us his whole life. Um, I love his passion, but I didn't like the way he attacked First of all, one of our better players in the game. Yeah. Also yeah, yeah. Period. All season. And and I and I just I think it was one one at the time, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was one one, or maybe we might have even still been up one nil. I don't remember. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. We we were I think it was one one. Uh, I think it was one one. It's just it's just not it's just not a, appropriate at a time when you're trying to uh, you know, have some communication on the pitch and keep everybody together and keep everybody in, in the same mission, you know, to at least get a draw in a situation like that. And we were, uh, we were big after we scored, but once they equalized, it just pulled the air right out of our sails. Like the way it everybody always was deflated. all fell apart in that, in that match winner was coming from them yep. for half an hour. It was coming from them. It was just inevitable. I, I thought, um, uh, Yeah. Well, this is a good point that, that Neil makes too. I mean, uh, Noble's got to be frustrated in general, you know. I mean, despite yeah. what he did against against um, against Palace, uh, I, I, he is a professional. He's been with us for a long time. I generally think he's been a good captain insofar as he he knows when to get into uh, you know when to light into people and more or less when not to. I do think he's starting to lose it though a little bit. I think he's starting to lose it, and he's probably you know really sick of what's going on at the club. Uh, he's just not in a position to move, obviously, because he's too old. Nobody else is going to take him, and he's you know he's lifelong West Ham. But he lost it at a time when he shouldn't have lost it. I thought it was inappropriate and, and unprofessional and, and unfortunate. And then Maybe he still had a little bit of a hangover because I think Snotty did. I think Snods had a fucking hangover out there yeah. when he came out. He had a fucking hangover. We had <laughs> the fucking snowman. We ain't talking about that. The snowman thing. Oh, you me? oh yes! Do you see how they're trying to spin that? Do you see how they're trying to spin that now? Could you imagine? Hey, babe, somebody just crashed into the fucking house. Somebody on Twitter. Somebody's getting out of Lambo in a snowman suit. Somebody on Twitter. And it might have been. I don't know. Maybe it was you, Liam. Somebody on Twitter. Oh shit! If an American ever asks you why you support West Ham, just show them. Show them that. Oh, I wish that. I wish that was me. But yeah, man, like that. That our was... best player, our at least in terms of skill, probably right now, our best player, our, our top performing player, Rick drives his leg <laughs> out, dressed as a snowman, still dressed as a snowman. That's the best part. He gets oh, out, got the whole thing on. No. But other than that, he's got the absolutely the most West Ham thing that could ever happen. I'm just glad nobody was hurt. I guess. I mean, well, and he and then he plays a game 24 hours later, and now they're 24 hours later. Yeah. Now they're, now they're trying to spin it that the board is using that as an example of how Pellegrini has lost the dressing room. That People is, don't respect him yeah. because Antonio's dressed like a snowman driving a Lamborghini. Like you, I, I wish you could make this shit up, but this is legitimately <laughs> what the board's trying to use as like tactics for why Pellegrini's out. It's the board's I mean, that's you know, listen, it's just Antonio being stupid. I don't think he's the brightest guy. I'm sorry. I like him as a player. I'm glad he's with as glad as it was him. I think when he performs, he's one of our best players. He's an absolute physical beast. He's one yeah. of the guys who, you know, will actually attack, will actually try to dribble, try to attack a defender instead of passing the ball sideways or backward, 
So I like him for that. But I mean, <laughs> what a what a completely just. I guess he'll be rebuilding somebody's back garden now. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But yeah, he he came out and said that he he like apologized to the family and he said he was willing to pay for for all the damages. So he I mean, should have been willing to pay for a fucking cab, right? Holy I shit. mean, seriously, because let's admit it, like he he had a few, right? Surely, had, he for had sure, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I know those are fast cars, and not that I've ever driven one. I know those are fast cars and very uh, powerful, but uh, you know, it's just. If he was out drinking, that that's that's you know that's really stupid. I mean, that's beyond stupid. That's like dangerous to the point of you could actually kill somebody. So, yeah. not to bring a funny moment into a dark place, but it's it's remarkably dumb from a guy who should know better. And yeah, way, to, him, way to ruin it, Lee. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it should be awesome, but it's sort of not awesome. And it's, I mean, it's only awesome because there wasn't like a kid in the back garden at the time. You know what I mean? I wanted uh, I wanted to ask you guys though, like, how did you feel about Rice getting his first captaincy? Right? Too young. Sorry, no. I, I'll be the contrarian. Everybody else can disagree with me. I think he's too young. Out of uh, yeah, I, I I just I. Plus, he hasn't been playing all that well lately. <laughs> right. Well, I thought it was interesting. Like Fabianski's first game back, but you don't give him the armband when you don't have Cress and you don't have Noble and you don't have Ogbana. Your right. other three captains. Right. And Antonio. Like I get it, limited options. You're not gonna give it to Carlos Sanchez. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, but like, I was kind of shocked, man. Like, I was excited for Rice, right? Because like, that's a big moment for him. But like, yeah. I, isn't now this gonna be overshadowed by the fact that this was Pellegrini sacking? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I, I, I haven't seen I, anybody talking about him captaining. And to be honest, I didn't see him act like a captain on the field, which was kind of disappointing. No, he's too young, and and he's too much of a goofball right now. I mean, he's a great player with a lot of potential. I think his form has dipped a little bit lately, um, and I, don't, I hope that's temporary. Probably is, but he's a goofball. He's he's a, he's a goofy, silly guy. He doesn't have yeah. a captain's mentality. He may eventually, but he doesn't right now. But he's twenty twenty one years old. I don't know, Charlie, uh, Lee, uh, John. You guys have thoughts on that? It's a good question, Liam. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I thought it was okay. I, somebody had to get it. You know what I'm saying? Carlos Sanchez would have used his at a, as a fucking headband, probably <laughs> hold his hair back. He need to have been a different gravy. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, who else do you really give it to? Yeah, right. Who do you give it to? Fabianski, the goalie. You can't give the goalie the fucking arm, man. I mean, I hate having, they've I, done I, it. I hate having the keepers as captain. I, I've never liked that. It's no, happened, but, but I don't like it. And he's yeah. been gone the whole. I don't know. Maybe they were giving it to him to see, like, hey, listen, we're trying to, you know what I mean? Give him that. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, to push him forward into it. And he really didn't take it. Like, you know, yeah. he didn't really take the reins, I guess you should say. Of I, don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready. John, what do you think? Any thoughts? He's the only one that's playing consistently out of the rest of that team. Cresswell was out of the team. Ogbonna, who's the third backup captain, was out of the team. Yeah. Who are you going to give it to? You're not giving it to Alaire. You're not giving it to Fab, like you guys were saying. You're not giving it to Fredericks. You're not giving it to Sanchez, certainly. I have given it to Fab. Even though I don't like keepers getting the R band, I still would have given it to him, I think. That, that is See, that that's, how, that's how good we are right now. Think about this. We can't even figure out who to give the goddamn armband to. I mean, you have a good point, John. I, I, but I, I, would have, I would have broken my own rule and have given it to the keeper only because he's mature. I think he would have been able to handle it. I, I don't think Declan was ready. I think it was pushing him a little too hard but too soon. I think that's all right. I think he needs that push. Maybe he needs the maturity. He's got to step up. And if he wants to lead this team, instead of pissing off in the summertime, then he needs to know and needs to know what that feels like to have to step into that position. So give it to him. I'd give it to him the next game. Would you? 
Yeah, absolutely. He's in the midfield. That's a place where you want a captain. Give yeah. it to him and tell him, this is your team. You know, drive him forward. Why not? He's got all the skill to do it. He's got the talent. I think he has the respect of his peers. He just needs to be more vocal and maybe a couple couple of years older maturity-wise. But, you know, that's something you can learn as well. Stop there's sticking around. To, doing... There's only one way to learn. You got you to gotta do it. Yeah. You what know you, what I'm saying? What do you think about his form lately? Um, I, I, I mean, I feel as though he had a great first half against Palace, and he sort of wasn't great after that for the last game and a half. Are you guys seeing the same thing, or, or is it just me being overly critical or not paying attention? I think he needs somebody with, with pace next to him. Yeah. No, but I listened. If, if he's going to be the center defensive mid, he's going to need guys around him to help. If not, he's going to have to go too far. Because to, there's too many. You've seen him last game. He was making runs up the pitch because nobody was doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's He's doing things that he shouldn't have to be at his position doing. You know, he's taking too much on. You know what I mean? If you want to be a center defensive mid and you want him to like be in front of the back line and kind of keep shit on lock, he's going to need some guys to be able to handle their positions a little ahead of him or right next to him. If not, he's going to be pulled out of position and then he's going to have to help and we're going to lose shape. And then that's how they get through and bust our ass. He needs help. He needs some help. He's like one of the, when I say we only have a few guys, that I'm, I, that I'm, we got some good guys, but when I say badass dudes, he's one of them. This is this is something. What Thomas says to me is how I feel, and, and then maybe it's maybe my criticism is misplaced because it may not be Declan's fault. He does. He has to put up fires all over the yeah. place. Um, yeah. And especially, I thought against Palace, he had to in the first half. He had to come uh, and uh, neutralize uh, Zaha every time he came down the pitch on Zabaleta because Zabaleta couldn't handle him. Uh, and he does. He gets tired. He gets tired. And and he's. I think we are asking him to do too much. We have Noble back there with him, who's just glacial. You know, uh, if we don't have Noble, it's somebody like Sanchez who's just useless. <laughs> so, yeah, he's being asked to do too much. I don't know. Uh, you have any thoughts on that, Liam? Well, I mean, you saw it in Palace every time that Rice had to pull over to to back up Zabaleta, it opened up gaps in the midfield. So all right. of a sudden, we're instead of having to deal with the wingers like we had all all in the first half, that whole second half. After the after they equalized, the biggest issue we kept running into was them running down the middle of the field, which is ultimately how they scored that goal was cutting right between the center backs. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, I think to to for me and you know I've I've put out on Twitter and whatnot the my my lineup for that three five two. I put Rice in the middle of it. You know what I mean? You put Diop, you put Ogbana on both sides of him, and you let him command from that center position. Because like what Charlie's saying, you don't you don't force him to push that far up. Because let's be honest, like Rice isn't always the most attacking player. Like one thing that nobody could take from Noble is he will look for that long diagonal on yep. the, the, the the winger making the run. Rice doesn't look for that. Yep. Rice doesn't look for he he looks for the hard pass through ball or he looks for the back pass to the to to the the center backs. And I just don't think that he's my my critique of him um, is that he's not aggressive enough. And like, yeah, maybe you're gonna make a mistake. Maybe you're gonna play a bad pass every now and again. Fuck. I mean, we see Noble do it every game, but I'd rather he at least doesn't always play it safe. And sometimes that's my my problem with Bryce is he plays it too safe. So maybe you put him in that center back position because you're not putting him in a position where he has to take chances. He can play safe as a center back, whereas midfielders need to be a little bit more creative. They need to be able to push the ball from the back line to the forwards to be able to put it in the back of the of the goal. 
I mean, I love it when Rice takes a shot. I just wish it was like Arsenal last season when he binned it in the up corner, up top corner, instead of pushing it far wide or up into row Z. Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm hoping that comes with maturity. Go ahead, John. He's got that in his tool belt. He has yeah, all sure. the things Mark Noble has in his tool belt. He just hasn't been asked to do it. So, in fact, what I would like to see to replace Mark Noble is Declan Rice. Yeah. And then where I would like to see replace Declan Rice is perhaps, since he's not getting game time and we're not going to bring in any midfielders, is it's a Diop as a central defensive mid to kind of give shield in front of those defenders. Yeah. But and I think quick, we too. need... Diop is quick, man. Yeah, that's one. He's got that pace to get side to side and just kind of shield in front of maybe a back three, not a back four, but a back three. Um, if that's not going to happen, I'm keeping Rice where he is, and nobody's talking about it. Let's stick four nails next to him. He's going box to box right now. Four nails is doing all the legwork for the rest of that midfield that's not getting back right now, and he's going forward and he's creating chances. He's the best player on the team right now. Yes, I he's down. Yeah. Yes, he's he he's turning into the player I thought he could be at the beginning of the season, and I'm really excited to see it. I just wish everybody else would follow suit, and I wish uh, Pellegrini wouldn't take him off when he's playing perfectly well. <laughs> I said all he needed was time. There was a the, one of the guys that watches our thing right. He asked me on Twitter. He says, "Do you think he's good or bad?" I said, "He just needs the time. He yeah. just needs to get the minutes. That's it." Him. He's like 22, 23. And I said this way yeah. way back. You know, and now everybody's jumped. Now everybody, oh no, no, now they are jumping on his nuts, right? Where was y'all? Where was y'all a fucking month ago? Y'all are slap. I'll oh, send her back to Spain. Blah blah blah. Spanish flamingo. Blah blah blah. Talking all this shit. He's not English. Blah blah blah. <laughs> what the fuck out of here? I said, just calm your tits. He's, he just needs minutes. And now everybody's changing their little uh, Twitters and their Facebook logos. They're what? like, oh, Team Four Nows. Ah, yeah, now Team Four Nows. Where was y'all? Where was y'all two months ago? I was with you, Charlie. When I know, Lanzini, Johnny Boy. He was when Lanzini me. stepped back into that team from being injured and stepped right back in without having to wait after four nows at two, three games in a row. What was that, two months ago? Yeah. I was so angry. I was so angry. And he did the same thing again this last weekend. Lanzini looked bad this week. I, I, I said when they bought four nows, I don't know if y'all remember, I said when they bought them, that was Lanzini's ticket out of here in January or when the season's over. That's what I said. Yeah. And I think that's why they bought four nows. I think you're right. I think you're right, and I, and I think it should be a second out. I don't think Lanzini's been impressive at all. Uh, no. I, I'm not sure he'll ever be the same player. I, I, maybe when he goes somewhere else, he will be no score against us, you know, like Criote or, of course. you know, everybody else who plays against us later on. Um, yeah. He needs to go to Italy. I think he'll be good over there playing softball. <laughs> Soft style. He could dive a lot and uh, flop around, you know, because I love to do that in that league. Yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. He should probably end up in Italy. Um you could go to Lazio since apparently we have some sort of weird connection with Lazio as West Ham fans. We're supposed to love Lazio for some reason. I've never totally understood that, but anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, this has been such a good show. I'm enjoying it. Um, let's uh, let's do the dumb thing we always do where we give way too early predictions for, uh, in this case, uh, Bournemouth, New Year's Day. What's that? Three days away? Something like that? It's not too far away. Uh, we don't know the team sheet. We have a brand new manager. <laughs> we don't know the formation. We know nothing. We know nothing. So tell me what the score is going to be, John. <laughs> oh, God, that's a big question. But here's what's going on. I can't think of a better game for David Moyes to start his career, <laughs> restart his career yeah. at West Ham, than Bournemouth against Eddie Howe, who the majority or at least 50% of our fan base wanted to bring in, even though they yep. have about the same record as we do. So I hope for his sake and – 
maybe even to shut up a little bit of our own fan base. He can come out here and at least steady the ship. My heart is say my heart is saying that uh you know we'll take him 2-0, but my head is saying it'll probably end up being a nil-nil or one-one draw. And you know what? That's perfectly fine because yeah. we haven't been able to draw a game in about 12 games, 13 games. Yeah, so draws in so many of these recent games, I would have taken a draw against Palace in a heartbeat. I would have taken one against Leicester. Uh, I mean, any of the games we've lost, obviously, but there are a couple we really had a chance to hang in there. We didn't. Um, Charlie, what do you think? Oh, it depends who's playing fullback because they got uh, Callum Smith, right? Speed, the speed guy. I think last time we played him, it was a draw. Uh, Halaire and Yarmolenko, they was in the box a little bit together. I, that's not, we weren't playing two up top, but that's how it ended off, right? So I think he uh, got an assist to Yarmolenko. And then uh, Pellegrini said, oh, fuck, that works so good. We're not even going to try it no more. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And then uh, Yarmolenko almost had another shot. didn't go in, but I think it ended up two to two. And both teams missed some close ones. And I think Bournemouth uh, had an offside, so they would have beat us three to two. But it's a different skipper, but is he going to have his stuff in, whatever? I mean, I don't know. Bournemouth is a shit team. We should be able to beat them. Yeah. Well, we I, I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we win this because they're a poor team and they only got one or two guys. And we should. With what we have, we should beat them. Yeah. We should. What do you think, Liam? Honestly, I'm. I think like three zero. Like I'm actually thinking that we come out. No, for us, man. For us, I actually think. I actually think we come out because you got to think. Like we're hoping for the manager bounce, right? I think every every club hopes for the manager bounce. But you also have to think like nobody knows what his lineup's going to be. Nobody knows what his tactics are going to be. You can't go off of what he was running 18 months ago because it was a different squad. So Bournemouth literally is going into this blind. Whereas Moyes has been. He hasn't been he hasn't been managing anybody. All he's had is time to sit around watching and analyzing other teams. So if he knew, as we think he did weeks ago, that he was going to get this appointment, I can almost guarantee that he was analyzing the teams that he was going to be up against. I think he com- I think he comes in like a fucking monster, and I think he just I think he plays it safe in the back, but I think he sends those bodies forward. And I think that we start we see Antonio put one in. I think that we see Fornals put another one in. And- God willing, I hope that Alaire puts it in the back of the net. Because that you that think he needs, starts? Uh, you know what? I think that Moyes does the three five two, and I think he puts Antonio and Alaire up front. And I, I kind of like what you guys are saying is maybe he does sit uh, Noble for a little bit and brings them on a little bit later on to help finish off the game when he wants to play a little bit more defensively. And you have Rice and Fornells with Antonio between them in like kind of that mid three of the five. And then you've got your wing backs. You can either do Masawaku on the left or you Cressy. I prefer Cressy, but I know some people want the pace, they the style of Masawaku. I don't know why they want the ball given away that bad, but I mean, you do you girl. But, and then you got Fredericks on the, on the right-hand side to me. I think that's, that's a, that's a lot of pace and a lot of pressure you could send forward with bodies that are willing to get back. And Antonio at the top of that three in the middle, he's not going to be tasked with as much defensive work as he would be when he's being placed on the wings, in which case you don't burn him out as quickly and he could play more of that creative role to get the ball up to the forwards. So I think, I kind of think we crush it, man. I think this might be the one that gives us hope. And then the very next game, we, we were right back to where we were today. <laughs> just, just yeah. angry. I can see us. I can, well, let me just say this. It's, it's not the next, I can see us losing to drilling him in the cup, honestly, because I can yeah. see us putting out the reserves and, you know, which is, it's going to be infuriating when that happens, but for Bournemouth, um, the only problem I have with this match is that it's a B team. We never really beat the B teams, Brighton, Burnley, Bournemouth. 
Uh, we, we never beat them ever. It doesn't matter where they are on the table where we are. It's, it's always a disaster. Um, I, I was on the Eddie Howe bandwagon for a while, like everybody else. Uh, and I'll admit, I have looked at Boardman's performances recently and I've thought, ah, I'm kind of glad we didn't go with him. Not saying we should have gone with Moyes, but I, I'm not sure Eddie Howe is a savior we thought he was going to be. So we're going to find out. As John said, we're going to find out. I think this would be a huge boost for Moyes if he can walk in and beat the manager everybody wanted. I think that's a gigantic boost for him. Um, as uh, Thomas, I think it was, mentioned, uh, yeah, here Thomas mentioned in the chat room, you know, Moyes doesn't have much time to, to change things up. However, Liam, I think your point is good. If the board really have been talking to him for weeks, which I think they probably have, He's probably been watching us, right? I mean, he's probably been. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna park. He's gonna park the bus. He's gonna park. Well, we're gonna we're gonna play a fucking five five one. That's right. Everybody's like, <laughs> he's gonna put goddamn ten guys in the back. You kidding me? Fucking boys is like, I'm parking the bus. Fuck out of here. We're gonna win one nothing or we'll lose nine zero one. I'm with John. I'm with John on this one. I think it's a draw, and I think it's like a one-one draw. We can't score more than one goal in a game, by the way. That's that's uh, some sort of Her Majesty's declaration. Is that uh, the last time we scored more than one was what uh, Tottenham, right? When we lost three two, and that was that was came right at the end of the match. So uh, we can't score more than one goal in a game. So I would go with like a one-one, and I don't, I don't. Nobody's gonna like that, but it's better than losing, and um, and I think it's probably, uh, you know. It's probably, I don't know. I, there's no way to know it to see the team sheet, the formation, everything else. But if I had to make a guess, that's what I would go with. Hey, don't bother. If we win, I don't give a damn. Like them old Italian teams, they, they used to win World Cups back in the day. The they'd, hold, they'd hold the ball forever, and then they'd bust you for fucking one goal and then win the World Cup. Yep. You know? yeah. I, 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 I like to win. There's, you know, attacking, whatever. I don't want to lose. I'm tired of fucking losing. Well, this right is Roberto Baggio, and you just put it over the bar, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a bad memory. <laughs> I, now I have nothing against Brazilians, obviously, but I, I just uh, Brasio is such a great player, and he'll always be remembered for that penalty he missed in the, in the World yep. Cup. That's just tragic to me. Just a terrible, awful way for him to go out as such a fantastic player. My, anyway. my grandfather's from Florence. That crushed him, man. 94. 94. Yeah, he well have died, man. I hate penalties anyway. I hate World Cup finals and penalties, but honestly, that one, the fact that that's his legacy is just tragic to me because what a fantastic player for so many years. And he has that one moment that defines everything he ever did. And it's just, it's, you know. Not for, me. The Not for me. That World Cup was made up by Ireland beating Italy in the group yeah. stage for yeah. me, my friend. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's, that's the other side of my family is 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 County Cork, man. We were we were divided household. <laughs> uh, see, my nan is from Donegal. So a, a distant, yeah. distant relative of ours was in goal that day with Packy Bonner. So No way. That's that was a fantastic result. It was a terrible World Cup overall. <laughs> That was a great result. Hey, he was here in the stage. Listen, it all started with Diana Ross missing a penalty kick. <laughs> I gone, you know, there were two games in Dallas, or maybe four. I don't know. There were, I was in college at the time, a couple of games in Dallas back then. And um, I did not go because I went to see the Eagles reunion tour instead. Not the Philadelphia Eagles, they banned the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so I spent my money, my my budget for entertainment that summer on seeing the Eagles, which is a dreadful, awful show at Texas Stadium. I regret that I didn't go to the World Cup. However, those World Cup games were played during the day in like 105 degree weather in Dallas. So I mean, you know, not not that's not really a very you know tantalizing prospect either. But 
Yeah, you know, Zidane, nobody remembers Zidane for the headbutt, right? I mean, they remember the headbutt, they don't remember him for the headbutt. Hey, that, that that's like saying we don't remember the hand of God for Maradona. Like, but, 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 but Baggio, Italy, Italy won on penalties in now one, didn't he? When he had did it. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. They yeah. did. But Baggio gets defined by that miss, and I think that's a real a real shame. Uh, anyway, um, that's my words. Tonight's uh, sermon about Roberto Baggio, which is completely – uh, makes a lot of sense because we've been talking about David Moyes all night. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I think I think we're pretty much done at this point uh, as a show. If maybe as a club too, we'll see. <laughs> as, a, as a show, I think we're pretty much done. Uh, Tim will be on tomorrow night. I think it's eight o'clock Eastern. Um, yeah. If you're subscribed and you get the little bell, bing, that lets you know when we're on. You'll know. Pretty sure it's eight o'clock Eastern. You will not want to miss Tim because uh, Tim is the only person I know who can match Charlie uh, word for word in a rant. Uh, that dude can go off. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. Be on tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Check him out. He's just been down in Florida for two weeks. He may still – I don't know. I think he's back. He's been down yeah. in Florida for two weeks. He's going to be all pissed off about being – there's going to snow and ice tomorrow. It's going to be horrible here. Oh, man. Terrible mood. Terrible mood. He hates living here anyway. He wants to live in Florida. I, I get that. So he's going to be in a horrible mood. He's been on a family vacation for the last two weeks. They've driven back from Florida. Oh, it's going to be carnage. Um, so, uh, yeah. So let the boys – let the boys banter era begin. Oh, man. It's um, – it's already begun, Thomas. We're here. Anyway, uh, Charlie in Brooklyn, back home. Liam in uh, Fresno. For once, I got it right. He got it right. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've only been on this show for like, what, two months? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, there are people's names I can't remember. I've known for years and years. Uh, so that happens all the time. John, of course, in Philly. Thank you guys uh, for being here. It's been a lot of fun. Huge amount of fun. Sully, sorry we missed you tonight. Sully was at work tonight. We'll see you next week, Sally. See you back on Sunday night. My my buddy, my co-host out there and uh, out there near Sacramento. Anyway, um, bring the Moyes. Let the David Moyes era begin. And uh, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Board out. Board fucking Board out. Out. <laughs> I do agree with that. You know they're never they're never gonna.